Hi, my friends. I do this work with all my heart for you. So please contribute generously to Future Primitive. Marcin Jabukowski, who's just spoke on the main stage at uh, Connecting for Change. His talk was The Open Source Economy and Global Village Construction Set. Marcin grew up in Poland, and uh, he had a grandparent in a concentration camp. So, really, I, uh, I should be asking you about open source ecology, but I do want to ask you, what is the influence on you in your generation of having had a parent, a close parent, in a concentration camp? Okay, so that relates to, to my childhood, where those kinds of things of war and deprivation... You know, Poland is a war-torn country. I, I got into that a lot, especially since my grandmother was in a concentration camp. My grandfather was in a Polish underground derailing German supply trains, things like that. So that bit of culture is there, and it definitely makes me think, as I talked about in a speech, about the underlying causes of that, which are material scarcity, and thinking of how we can do better today, because we certainly have the technology. But that material scarcity issue seems to be in a way of just about anything that humans do today. So that influence definitely made me think about material security that people have. I mean, it's very simple things like that we have to slave to make a living or that we don't have time for meaningful things or, you know, what are we doing for our work, you know, right livelihood. All those issues come up when I think about the issues of material security that come from my essential background about physical production. Right now we're in a digital age, it seems like, you have a world problem, just write another app. Well, underneath that is a physical reality that we need to address. So there's a paradox here, and it's the paradox of material glut and material yeah, scarcity. Indeed. And your work perhaps is to stand at the meeting of these mm-hmm. two roads. Yes. And, I mean, in fact, they're, they're quite similar. In Poland, we had an absolute material scarcity where you would have to wait in line for food. Here, you have a scarcity in the form of people who live on money that they do not have. Those are different sides of the coins. They look different, but there's still a, a material basis to it. And then in the West, it's more about meaning. It's like, given that we have this amazing productivity, why is it going awry? You know, that's the question there. Why? Why is it going awry? Yeah, why? I think fundamentally is that people are afraid and they don't share, they don't cooperate. Um, so that people are in a scarcity mindset. It's a set of mind that people have which prevents them from seeing that there's enough for everybody. And it's human frailty. I mean, But it's something that we can propose tangible sh- solutions for and that's what we're working on. And that's the upside of it that, okay, we seem to be in this 
this unsolvable pickle, but I think the answers are quite around the corner. Mm -hmm. So what answers have you been working on? I've been working on an answer in the, for the long term means creating the open source economy and in the immediate term is developing a set of critical infrastructure open source tools collaboratively developed called the Global Village Construction Set that allows anybody to build a complete economy from scratch. So addressing the material security issue at a very fundamental level while using global collaboration to make that all happen. Mm -hmm. Open give us collaboration. A, give us a tangible example. Yeah. example. Tractor. My tractors kept breaking. I said, I'm going to fix this uh, because they are expensive. The uh, story goes, I got a tractor, it broke, paid to get it repaired, then it broke again, and pretty soon I was broke too. So I said, well, if I want to start a sustainable farm or community, I need to be in, in control of, over what I use. I can't be relying on a system whose interests may be different. So design for, <laughs> I mean, design for obsolescence is there. Uh, you don't have lifetime design. It's, that's a very basic concept I think we should be using to, to improve our efficiencies and drive costs down, but that's not the interest of the main system. So we're building things like tractors, brick presses, circuit mills, bread ovens, everything you would, you would think, renewable energy equipment, construction equipment, cars, trucks, precision fabrication machinery. And where are you based? We're based in the Kansas City area of nowhere, Missouri. <laughs> And so, being open source, yeah. how, do, how do you propagate your work? How do we propagate it? Well, first of all, the TED Talk has done a lot. It's got over a million hits by now. So a lot of people come to the project through hearing about us. That's publicity side. And on the other side, we publish the Civilization Starter Kit DVD, which we publish openly on a wiki. You can download it. You can have the complete plans and fabrication drawings instructional videos of how to build these machines, full documentation, sourcing, bill of materials, everything else. So it's publishing and publicity that we have on our side. And how is the Marion Institute collaborating with you? So right now I've got invited to the Bioneers Conference on the East Coast, my first time, and I'm looking forward to talking more with DISA about how we can work together. It seems that the mission is quite aligned in terms of uh, Marion Institute supporting all kinds of positive change. I, I, yesterday at the dinner I asked her, well, are there funding opportunities that we can actually work together that she has access to that we can tap collaboratively that would make would be a win-win for both of us? Things like that. So I have to find out more about specific projects that, that are in Disa's interest, in Marion Institute's interest. So you've been working for a while with the Marion Institute? No, it's, I haven't been actually. This is just totally new to me. I met met the crowd for the first time and I've been super busy on the ground scaling the organization so I, I don't have a lot of time to 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 do th things like that at this time unless you know there's there's clear low-risk ways to collaborate um, but yeah I look forward to that to the further discussion on that mm -hmm. to a strong invitation mm-hmm yeah Okay. Yes, we are looking for strong invitations Invitation. for collaboration. Yes. And uh, is there something you'd like to say in closing? Well, uh, I believe that we have merely tapped the potential of collaborative development. I think the whole world is in denial of a very basic proposition that if we're going to increase innovation, we simply need to start collaborating openly. 
And I think there's somewhat of an elephant in the room in the modern economy where, yeah, you know, Google and Apple spending more on patents than on research and development, things like that. I mean, there's something not right, and we should be able to expose this big fat elephant and, and go forward as a civilization. So that's, that's what our work is doing. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you.